I'm Isabella. Hey, I'm Bethany, and welcome to this episode of Soul Besties. Hey guys, it's Isabella. Hey guys, it's Bethany. And on this episode um, of Soul Besties podcast, we are sharing our testimonies. Um, Last episode, I shared mine. And so this time, Isabella is sharing hers today. Um, And a testimony is just where you share how you see God working in your life and what he has done in your life, you know? So um, today Isabella is, is going to be sharing with us and, you know, we always open with a scripture. And so, um, Isabella chose for her scripture, Psalm 103 verses one through five. So if you are reading your Bible along with us, we encourage you to open your Bibles to Psalm 103 chapter 103, and we're going to read verses one through five together. So I'm going to read it, and then she'll share a little bit about why she chose this verse. All right, so it says, My soul bless the Lord, and all that is within me bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Thank you, Bethany, for reading that. Um, Yeah, that is a verse that um, has really just been my life verse um, for my whole life. Um, And I think the reason why it, it is is because I just identify with he redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Um, because I feel like that's really, um, my life. Um, the Lord really redeemed me from the pit that I was in. And, um, yeah, now I am fully walking with the Lord. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my testimony, um, my life story, Um, and what that's going to look like, I'm just going to go through, um, you know, my childhood when I got saved and then what my life looks like right now. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was the Hispanic pastor, um, at our church and my parents were always so faithful in teaching me about the word of God. Um, they, always prayed for me at night, um, and just really helped me understand who the Lord was. Um, and you know, I was always at church Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, all of the things. Um, and so, um, when I was 10, I went to this conference, um, Shaco conference and I don't, it was at Shaco, the conference is not called Shaka Conference, (laughs) (laughs) but it was at Shaka. And I don't remember exactly what the conference was um, because there were so many that we would go to. Um, But at 10 years old, um, I remember we were in worship and, you know, the pastor's like, okay, like if you want to receive the Lord, say this prayer, 
to yourself and then go find um, a leader and then they'll walk you through it. And I just, the Lord really touched my heart in that moment. And um, I received the Lord at 10, got baptized shortly after. Um, and I, I really truly did encounter the Lord that day. And I feel like, you know, as a child, it's like a childlike faith, right? So you're just walking with the Lord, and I would read the Bible, do all the church things, serve the Lord in every way I could, um, and, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit. Um, I hadn't really experienced many challenges um, at that time um, when I was young, though I did struggle um, with, like, some—I got bullied a lot just because— um, I didn't look like other people in my grade. Um, I barely really knew English. Like I did, but still kind of probably had an accent and I just got bullied a lot from that. And I feel like the Lord really was with me in that moment. Um, he provided people to help me and, um, you know, had friends that loved me for who I was. And I just really felt like the Lord take care of me. Um, and so, again, fast forward, um, really the turning point for me um, was 18 years old. I feel like up to that point, I was the girl that would walk around high school with her Bible in hand, um, and I was really on fire. Like, I never, like, from 10 on, like, I never lost that fire until 18 years old. And um, Isabella was always serving, you know, yeah. she was playing on the praise team, playing the piano, singing in the choirs at church, the ensembles, like all the things. Yeah. I did all the things that you could GAs, actines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like my dad was a pastor. Um, and so the Hispanic pastor. And so I also led worship for our little ministry there too. So I, like I said, I did all the things. Um, but one of the struggles that I did have um, in my teenage years um, that will lead to my story of like when I was 18, um, I just struggled a lot with like boys. Um, and what I mean by that is that I think I just struggled like deeply with my identity with, again, like I talked about, like the whole bullying situation and maybe I didn't feel pretty enough or good enough. And then eventually like boys were like, Ooh, she cute. And so they kind of gave me a little bit more attention than I was experiencing before. Mm -hmm. And so, and like my teenage years, I was kind of boy crazy, not going to lie, uh, real and raw here. And, um, I just really wanted a boy to like me, to hold my hand, to just hang out with me. Um, but unfortunately, I really feel like that's what took me away from the Lord eventually. Um, and again, when I was 18 years old, I started dating this guy who, like, at first I thought, like, he loved the Lord. Again, I was trying to, like, follow the Lord, and I thought he, you know, this guy had told me, hey, I love the Lord. Um, I go to this church. Um, all the things that he, he knew what to say. Um, and I completely fell for it just because again, you're 18, you're, you think you're in love and you're just caught up in the moment, I would say. And, 
Um, unfortunately, months later, I realized that he did not love the Lord um, and really didn't love me either. Um, he did not have the best interest for me at all. Mm. Um, and it was really difficult. He ended up cheating on me and I like could not understand. Like my brain was like, God, why? Like I was like, um, I do all the things that I can and I think I'm a good girlfriend and you know, I just I really couldn't wrap my head around it. And I think at eighteen years old, you you know, you're I don't know, your brain starts thinking like, ooh, maybe this is the guy I'm going to marry um, kind of mm-hmm. situation. Um, and that's where my head was at with this guy until all of that happened. Um, and it really crushed me, crushed me more than it probably should have. And during that time, it really took me away from the Lord. I didn't understand why this guy would do this. And I was like, you know what, God, you didn't protect me. And I just freaked out, to be to be honest. And I, for a little bit, just strayed away. Um, and I would still go to church because it was kind of like a had-to thing. Um, but was my heart really in it? No. Did I follow the Lord during that time? No. Um and it was, it was a really rough year too. Um, after that, but then, you know, the Lord was always there. He never left my side. He continuously was pursuing me. Even when I was like, no, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was constantly pursuing me. And eventually during college, um, I was involved in the BCM, which is the Baptist campus ministries. Um, and I really felt like the Lord was, I was like, okay, like he's pursuing me. Like God is good. Like I kind of came back, um, to the Lord. I ran, um, after him and I had such a good support system at the BCM. You know, I really, um, had people like Bethany. We did international ministry together and it was really good. I had some solid friends who pursued after the Lord. I went on mission trips. It was amazing. And again, it was just, it transformed my life until I, uh, I had another boy struggle. Um, but I'll tell a little story before that. Um, I kind of also gave God an ultimatum, um, which (laughs) don't do that. Um, but I, I did. So my friends, who like we had this solid group of friends who would hang out every single day. It felt like all the time we did everything together, read the Bible, went to the gym, played tennis. I mean, did all of the things and it was just amazing. And then all of them started one by one getting engaged. Mm-hmm. And so again, that boy struggle. Um, I was like, God, why is everyone getting engaged? And I'm not like, what's up? Like, again, identity struggles. Am I not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? Um, I've always been a little bit more heavy set. And so I always thought, oh, maybe I'm just too big. And then I struggled with that a lot, too. Um, and anyways, everyone got engaged and it 
really upset me. Like I was happy for all of them and um, joyous, but I think also like deep down, I was like, God, I want this. Like yeah. I've been praying for this. Um, like during the time where I've been hardcore pursuing, I'm like, God, we've been praying. Like we've been, you know, I really felt like this, you know, I'm going to get married next. And mm-hmm. I think I dated a guy in between there that I thought maybe I was going to get married to. Um, and it, it just didn't work out. Um, but yeah. And so when that didn't work, mm-hmm. I was like, God, what's happening? Like, I just like spiraled again and again, like I did when I was 18. And I remember sitting in the quad, um, under a tree, <laughs> very dramatic, like I am. And I was like, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to keep pursuing after you. And in two years, you're going to give me my husband. Like, I'm going to do all these things for you. And yeah, you're going to give me a husband in two years. Um, And that was far from the truth. Um, He did not give me a husband within those two years that I gave Mm -hmm. the Lord an ultimatum. And it crushed my, it crushed my heart because again, I think I was doing all the right things. I was serving the Lord. I was reading the Bible. I was, you know, doing everything I could. Um, but again, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, was I doing this because I loved the Lord with all my heart or was I doing this because I just wanted something from him? Hmm which I feel like we've all been there. (laughs) We've always felt like if I do this and that, if I'm this good servant who is doing all these things, God is going to give me all the blessings. Yeah. And that's what we think God's love is, which is totally not. (laughs) Um, But I think in that moment in time, that's what my brain and like my heart thought. Um, So, you know, those two years ended all my friends, some of my friends were married and then more got engaged and I was still alone and single. And I thought, okay, fine, God, like you're not going to give me a man. I'm going to go find me a man. Like I'm going to just, I'm done. Like I kind of just, I've done all the things I could at this point. And you clearly don't love me. You don't care about me. I just like freaked out. Again, if you know me personally and maybe, you know, within our podcast, like I'm just dramatic and I've accepted it. (laughs) Um, But I was like overly dramatic. And I was like, I'm going to take this in my own hands. And unfortunately, I took it in my own hands for two or three years. Um. And those were the worst two, three years of my life. Um, I feel like in the moment, it felt, it was so fun, you know, trying to, you know, maybe date a couple of people here and there that obviously didn't love the Lord. Um, But in the moment, it just felt so good. I think sin is fun sometimes. You know, I think I was just living it up and far away from God, but the hard part too was that my, you know, my family was still going to church. And so I lied to my family a lot about all the things I was doing, which is stinks. Um, because again, I just was not following the Lord. I had gone further than I had ever gone. Um, 
But my parents, my sweet parents, tried so hard. Like, they kept trying. They kept trying. And God kept pursuing and kept pursuing. And um, But, again, like, those two, three years, they were, they were tough. And I lost a lot of good friendships because of it, unfortunately, um, just because they just – they tried to help me. And I was, like, not about it at all. Yeah, I, was, I remember trying to reach out to you during that time. And yeah. I was living in California then. But I was like home sometimes and I, you know, I would come home to see my parents and I remember texting you and like, you were like, basically like you're too busy with your boyfriend to see me. Yeah. And then, um, I saw your mom at church. Mm. I hope it's okay if I share this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, I see your mom at church and we end up sitting together and then after the service, we talk about you and we cry together. Like we hug each other and cry. Mm. And we were like, so sad you weren't there at church today. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I felt like, what can I do? Mm. Because I'm really living in California and I'm just home for like breaks. And I try to like reach out, but you're too busy for me. Yeah. <laughs> too busy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember th- I remember that time. I remember crying with your mom. And actually, your mom and I became close after that. Like, after that, we always talked to each other. <laughs> so That's that was sweet. a bonding yeah. experience. <laughs> because now your mom talks to me all the time whenever she sees me. Yeah, and she I loves love talking it. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bethany. Um, and it's because you've been such a constant friend, you know. And I appreciate that because... Yeah, I certainly pushed everyone away that loved me. and But I was praying for you then. Thank so. you. <laughs> I, I know that the Lord uses prayers. Um, yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I pushed everyone away um, that loved me and that loved the Lord. I did not want any of it because I was just having fun and I was <laughs> living my life and Another thing, you know, a couple of other things happened in that season that were really hard. And I couldn't understand, like, why God would do those things in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to go into too much detail today because we'll be here forever. (laughs) But um, I know my grandmother had passed away during that time. Um, We had some family strains that also went on and it just didn't help the situation. Like it wanted, I wanted to run away from the Lord even more (laughs) and give into all the stuff even more. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I moved to, um, Birmingham, Alabama. And then she let me be friends with her again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or somewhere around that time. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, Uh, we started hanging out again. And I was back in Alabama by then. Yes, which, praise the Lord for that. Um, But I think before I say, like, I moved to Birmingham, I was in nursing school um, during all this. And I really struggled in nursing school because of all the things that were happening in my life. Um, Just a lot of hard situations. Um, And I'm telling you guys that though I was rebellious, though I was unfaithful, God was still faithful. I mean, he carried me through nursing school. Um, That is a big part of my testimony. And um, again, he allowed me to pass my NCLEX, which is the nursing board, um, to get your license as a nurse. And I was able to get a job at Children's, um, which was really amazing for me. Um, I never thought... (laughs) 
<laughs> that would happen, but God made it happen. And like, again, I'm being rebellious and I'm not listening to him or being obedient, but he's still like, I'm going to show up in your life. I'm but you were more open at that period. You are more open to God though, yeah, than yeah. you had been. Yes. A, yes. A, a year or so before. Yes. You know, so I that, agree. that was because I mean, by the time you were graduating, like I had reappeared in her life. We yeah. had moved back to Alabama. Yeah. Like I got to be at your graduation and stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think you were kind of pursuing God some. Yeah. Some, I would not say all the way. Um, but you but were I was, more open to him. I was definitely more open to God. Um, because when I moved um, to where I live now, I in the beginning, the first two years, um, I was kind of pursuing, but not fully. Like, I didn't want to surrender my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still kind of in the in-between. So I would say I was very lukewarm. Like, sometimes I'd be like, yes, Lord. Like, I'm so sorry. And then other times I would just do whatever I wanted. And so, um, it, it, it took a long time and, um, but eventually, um, I would say three years ago now, or maybe three years and a half, the Lord one day I had got, I was in the pit, um, and certain things had happened. And I was like, God, I am like so far away from you. There is just sin all around me. And I'm just, I feel alone. I'm in this pit. And that's when God led me to Psalm 103 again. Mm -hmm. And I had read that verse over and over in my teenage years when I was following the Lord. And I went to that verse and I was like, he redeems me from the pit and he crowns me with with righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew that I had to stop. I had to stop giving into all of the things that I had been giving myself into. And I knew that it was it was time for me to start really following the Lord. Not to just, oh yeah, the Lord is real or like go to church every once in a while, but like genuinely follow and be obedient. And um, my life has never been the same since. And friends, let me tell you, like, it was not easy to get where, where God has me now, but he never left my side. Like I go back and I think of all the things of all the things that I've ever done wrong in my life. And it could have been so much worse. Like God was really gracious. Um, and he did not let me go. He did not let me go. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I kind of started to get away from the boy struggles, get away from all the sins that I was doing. And I remember talking with my mom and my mom was like, like just, she was just so worried about me. And I finally was like, mom, like, I'm so sorry. Like I've just, I've run away and it's not been easy, but I'm ready to come home. Like I'm ready to really go to church. I'm really, I'm really ready to like move forward with my life in obedience. And she was so happy. And I remember her just like crying with me and we just cried and she hugged me. And, um, after a little while, my mom's like, I really believe the Lord's going to give you a husband. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I need (laughs) some time away from 
all the boys. I just, I need to focus on my relationship with the Lord. I need to focus on just, yeah, growing in my faith again. I remember you telling me that. I remember us like getting together or something and you being like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm rededicating my life to Christ today or like now, yes. you know, yes. and no more boys. Don't no we, more just boys. not worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely was like, I'm done. I'm okay. just me and the Lord right now. Yeah. And I almost was almost against like even getting married. I was like, I don't even want to get married. I just, I just need to focus on the Lord. Um, and <laughs> shortly after like my mom, I guess the Lord somehow revealed to my mom. I don't know. Shortly after, um, I meet my husband and we get married within like the next year and a half. And really, I think it came to shock to me and a shock to all my friends, like, because it was just, it was of the Lord. <laughs> all of it is of the Lord. And at, my husband, Adam has been such a blessing in my life. And I really feel like, yeah, that was, that was what I needed in my life. And but I, but I think I definitely needed to spend a little bit of time by myself before I could, um, you know, commit, have a husband and, um, just be a, a, a God honoring wife because I'd just gone through so many things that I really, uh, felt like I did need a little bit of time before we got married. Um, and so now I feel like, two years later, you know, we've been married for two years and the Lord has been so faithful. And I oftentimes think, God, if I would have just waited, waited on your plan, waited and trusted, Mm. knowing that you were going to take care of me, husband or no husband, right? (laughs) Um, If I knew that you were you were going to give me the life that I have now that I never thought I would have. Um, maybe it would have been a lot easier <laughs> to wait, but you know, we don't have that. We don't have, we don't know right? Yeah, what is to come, what is yeah. to come. We don't know the plan the Lord has for us. I think we, we do know that he is good. He is faithful. He says he's not going to forsake us. He has a good future. And those are the promises and the truths that you have to hold on to. Um, in times of loneliness, mm-hmm. um, in times of hardships, um, in times of situations that you don't even know how you're going to like go through the next day. Like those are the things that you need to hold on to is it is God alone and trusting in him. I don't know. It's hard, um, but we need to be resilient. Um, we need to continue to fight the good fight even when the enemy wants to shut us down. Um, And that is my biggest message to you guys is be resilient. You're not too far gone. I promise you, you're not too far gone from the Lord. Um, He can redeem your life from the pit, (laughs) whatever that is. I don't know the struggles, you know, that people are going through. All I know is that if he can take me out of where I was, he can take you out of it, friends. I just, I know he can. Um, and yeah, he, he won't forsake you. And so that's really my story. It's still ongoing. I think now the Lord has given me this podcast um, because I've always, ever since I returned to the Lord and I 
sort of become obedient and really follow him. I really want to share my story. Mm-hmm. I want to share to young women that you're so you're so valuable. You are worth it. Um, and I just have a passion in sharing my story. So um, you guys can learn from from me. <laughs> And what, you know, what happened in my life. So when you have a situation like that, you know, you, you would be a, a little bit more aware of, mm-hmm. of what, um, what to do and how to handle that situation. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really thankful for this podcast, um, and for what the Lord's continuing to do. Um, God has really been putting on my heart to potentially go to seminary, which was really great. I never <laughs> thought that would be a route for me. But I really feel like the Lord is wanting that of me. And it's just beautiful to see where I've been and where I'm at. Um, and only through Jesus was that accomplished. Yeah. And so I just want you guys to be strong, be courageous, um, and know that God is for you, that he loves you. And that he will redeem your life. Yeah. And I love from your testimony, um, just how you share about like feeling, you know, as you reflect back anyway, feeling like you were lukewarm in different stages. Um, and then seeing how God took you out of that Mm -hmm. and making you, um, passionate and all in and sold out to God kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because I think, we all have, I mean, believers, like we all have (laughs) moments where we're kind of lukewarm and it can be really hard to get out of that. Yeah. And I think, uh, we talked about it before this episode, but culture kind of promotes, at least like in our Southern culture here, like it promotes kind of just being lukewarm. Like that's enough. Right. You know, Um, but I think when I think back to just both of our testimonies and, you know, the lukewarm phase, I think we both realized, but no, you've got to be like a hundred percent giving your life to Christ, a hundred percent sold out to Jesus, a hundred percent. I'm going to do this. Not just part of me that wants to follow Jesus, but like all of me wants to follow Jesus. Like I need this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, and then that's just so beautiful. Yeah. Like surrendering our lives to him. And I think, I think that's, you know, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, because I think that's what happened. Like I was very lukewarm, you know, I was one foot in the world, one foot with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then when things didn't go my way, I just quickly like, I was like, oh, I'm going to put two feet in the world, right? Because, you know, I feel like that's Mm -hmm. easy to do when you're just lukewarm and you're just kind of, oh, here. And then you dip back into church. Right. And then you dip back in the world. Exactly. And kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's what happens probably. And that's definitely what happened to me. And so, yeah, we need to like surrender our lives fully to the Lord. Um, and that does mean that we're set apart. And that does mean that, you know, we're we not going to gonna be things. like others. Yeah. We yeah. have to give up, <laughs> you know, some things that probably that are not glorifying the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me now that I'm bringing it up is like, I love music, 
particularly hip hop and R&B is kind of like where I like what I like to listen to. And really, truly, I don't really listen to all the words (laughs) of like the secular hip hop music. You were just grooving to the beat. Yeah, just grooving to the beat. But Isabella likes to dance. Yeah, I love to dance. I'm just like, woohoo, carefree. And um, but those words are really terrible. The message is terrible. And I feel like subconsciously it really does like seep in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And one of the things that I've had to give up is is that. Like I listen solely to Christian music for the most part. Um, and when it comes to hip hop and rap, um, and like R and B, it's all Christian because it's, it's the beat that I love. It's the message that brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Um, and really like you want to feed your, your soul and your heart and your mind with good things. You don't want to feed it bad things. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's maybe a little silly thing that I've had to give up, which I don't think it is in the big scheme of things. But definitely, like, when you want to be all in, it's all in, fully devoted to the Lord, following him and everything that he says. And even when things don't go the way you want them to go, and even if you're waiting for a long, long time for answered prayer, you still follow the Lord. You still pursue him and you still trust him. Thanks for listening to another episode of Soul Besties. Subscribe to our podcast and make sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode comes out. Shout out and thanks to our producer, Adam, for making every episode sound great. And make sure and check back every two weeks for a new podcast episode.